0: Welcome to Security Stories where we're going to discuss the good, the bad, and the lies that come with being a security guard. Warning, this episode is likely to have inappropriate language and discussions involving violence. Welcome to our 40th episode of Security Stories and our 13th episode of Video Review. Before we get into anything, uh, touching on the last episode we did about perimeters on patrol, because I am on patrol right now. We just got a microburst, a short rainstorm, a lot of rain all at once, very short period of time, and all of the local homeless, vagrants, tweakers, drug users panhandlers what-have-you have all vacated their positions and so when you're going out on patrol when you're checking your properties that's something you want to be aware of one all the bad drivers that the rain instantly creates Two, all of the random people who are going to take shelter temporarily because they're afraid of walking to their car in the rain and three all of the displaced persons whatever their status might be that are also going to try and take shelter or move from their traditional location the storm has passed temporarily still got a lot of lightning some rain in the distance parking lots are all wet customers are still kind of hanging out in the stores they don't want to walk through puddles and whatnot it's just something you got to be aware of when you're doing your perimeter checks that any kind of inclement weather can change your perimeter. can change things going on on the inside and the outside of it. But with that said, video review. We'll be looking at videos of security guards doing the right thing, doing the wrong thing, weird things. And we'll comment on that. See if we can learn some stuff together. So let's get down to it.
1: What's your purpose of taping? Videotaping
2: federal property. What is my purpose? Yes. Do I need a purpose? Oh indeed.
1: Really? Hey? Yes. Yes. Let's uh step over here, okay? Why? I'm perfectly fine on the sidewalk. Hey, federal protective services? Uh will be here okay. A few moments later. Okay.
0: So what we have here uh, appears to be another First Amendment audit. The videoer appears to be recording a federal building or property of some sort. There is a uniform security guard dressed in a typical gray dress shirt, metal badge. I uh, can't tell what company he works for. Um, unfortunately, it's a very generic type security uniform. Very common, used across many states, different countries. Uh, so I can't tell what company he's working for. There's not a good uh, Depiction of what his badge says, what the patches on his shoulders say. Phillip,
1: what is going on out here? Man, just doing some filming,
0: and the guys came up to me, just like, you can't film. What's your purpose? And I'm like, So he's meeting with DHS, uh, this Department of Homeland Security. It's a police officer for that building, so likely it's a DHS-related building
1: the purpose to film out in public, but... No. no, you guys are more than welcome to. Mm-hmm. As you know, we always just are curious as to why people are filming with all the... Yeah, I mean, you guys are in a choir and everything like that. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, that's out, all right? we're doing. We're not re- requesting or saying you have to give anything. We just want to know what's going on. Yeah, I appreciate you know. that. And that, ladies and gentlemen, over there is the walk of shame.
0: <laughs> uh, security guards walking away. Police officer informed them that they can record. Uh, it is becoming more common knowledge. It still surprises me uh, when there's some police officers that are so adamant about it. Um, I understand it like why security guards do it to an extent. Like at some point, you've just got to educate yourself. But uh, at some point, there are like supervisors that are just like, hey, you have to do this. Or security guard is told, hey, do whatever the property management tells you to do. Gonna roll back into it.
1: What is the purpose, what is your purpose of taping, videotaping
2: federal property? What is my purpose? Yes. Do I need a purpose?
0: So a couple issues, uh, you know, security guard went out to public property, the sidewalk, to inquire what this guy's doing. So he went off his property, which, you know, if there's a sidewalk next to your property, I get it sometimes. You're just kinda testing the bounds of what you can see, what you can explore, but that's a mess up on his part. Went out to public property to try and enforce a policy that belongs to private property.
1: Oh, indeed. Really? Hey, yes. Yes.
0: Um, the guy's attitude's kind of off-putting to me personally. Comes off as kind of like smarmy.
2: Let's step over here, okay? Why? I'm perfectly fine on the
0: sidewalk. Now he's trying to use a uh, police tactic. Let's step over here. He's being polite about it. I'll give him that. He is polite, okay? So he's not freaking out and cussing or threatening anybody like I've seen other security guards do. Um, But that is a gesture you'll often see police officers do. Let's come over here. Let's talk about this over here. He's trying to get him to come onto his property where he has a measure of authority.
1: Services,
3: uh, A few moments later. John.
1: Philip. What's going on out here? i just some filming, and the guys came up to me, you
0: can't. it's such a stark contrast between the security guard and the police officer. So you really gotta understand, and I know we've gone over this before, but you really gotta understand your property. You gotta also understand your local cops. What are they actually gonna do You know, so like I believe we mentioned uh, previously in a few episodes about understanding what your police officers are going to do in situations. You know, how long does it take them to respond to an incident? What type of incidents? You know, are they going to respond to? Respond to quickly? Respond to slowly? Uh, How are they going to interact with such an incident? Like, if their attitude is like, "Dude, you're security. Why didn't you handle this?" You probably fucked up in calling the cops. So you want to evaluate definitely like hey is this worthy of a police interaction do i need the police and also need to evaluate are you using the police as a threat and are you doing that too much because we've talked about that before don't use the police as a threat especially if you know you're in an area with overtaxed law enforcement like there's just not enough cops there's too much area to cover Uh, their funding has been cut whatever their case may be if they're having issues responding to things don't waste their time with bullshit. They've got other stuff to do, other probably worse areas to focus on. Don't don't be a Karen and don't give them bullshit calls. Because I can tell you right now, they have opinions too, right? Same as we all do. And they know certain areas. Um, some cops will actually even communicate with you verbally, physically, in person. Hey man, I noticed there's new security working here. Are you guys tracking that or hey, I saw there's a new security company working across the street. Do you guys know anything about them? Because they might be working with you pretty regularly. And sometimes, they will trust your word if you have proven yourself to be competent, reliable, trustworthy. So, if you're constantly calling them for bullshit, they're gonna be like, yeah, we we can't really go off what this guy's saying. We're gonna have to grill this guy for more information. Or we just know it's a bullshit call every time we get there. You don't want them to start thinking those things that either you are unreliable or wherever they see your com- or wherever they see your company is going to be unreliable. They want to know, oh hey, this guy does great 911 calls. Oh hey, this guy will physically assist an officer in distress. Oh hey, you know, etc. And you just when you're working, you don't want to be that guy where the cops are like, oh fuck, this guy again. Great, fucking Paul Blart mall cop. So be professional, evaluate your calls. If something doesn't need a 911 call, if you can handle it yourself, handle it yourself. Okay, if you don't need to call the police, don't call them. It's as simple as that.
2: Here, spreading positivity, we got so much hate as it is, so why not show love? I want to give you a gift card, go get yourself something nice to eat.
1: Thank you. So, I
2: want to uh, give you this gift card, I want to get yourself something to eat. Take care of yourself, yeah?
1: Shake your hand, shake your hand, shake your
2: hand. I want to give you this gift card.
0: So, it looks like what we have here someone going around doing uh kind of social media volunteer work.
2: You go get yourself something
0: to eat. God bless you, brother. The issue I have with it so far is that he's... It's not, I guess, not so much that he's filming it. Um, some people like to film their charity work, kind of flex on it. Uh, but he has a bodyguard with him, which is in the video, 500-pound body, bodyguard versus mall security. Um, and the security guard, or the bodyguard, rather... Uh, was kind of overly encouraging what appeared to be a homeless person to shake the guy's hand after he'd given him a gift card for food. And that's just kind of where you look at this video and go, okay, so you're just doing this for social media clout. Like, yeah, you're helping people out, but you're doing this video and you're overly encouraging people to interact with you positively with this big threatening bodyguard. Nah. Nah, that's just kind of fucked up.
2: That's trying to put the textbook down and open our hearts because that's what's happening. The textbook was written years ago. We can't keep going by that. You're filming in the mall. We got cam-
0: so this looks like a security service called Security CF.
2: Um, I was saying you're filming me.
0: Are you- no, you're not. Security guard has an issue with them filming in the mall. Um, so yeah, there, there could be an issue there private property wise where they're like, hey, look, just there's no photography like this Uh, the issue for that is lots of people uh, take pictures and videos at the mall like selfies come on people like hey I'm visiting this store I'm doing this I'm doing that Uh, so that's super hard to actually enforce now in this case they're being a little more obvious about it so they're drawing attention to themselves which is probably why security went to go check it out
2: I mean, oh, there's, there's no cameras in the mall? Exactly. Room. But the whole mall's filming me. The mall yeah, that you said I can't film myself. You, the whole mall is not filming me? No, we're not. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Those cameras are turned off. You're giving me trouble. No. I'm out here.
0: Okay, so security's telling him, you know, no recording in the mall. And his criticism is that uh, the mall is recording everyone. That is a valid criticism. I, you know, I have stuff like that on my properties. Though, to be honest, in recent in recent times, uh, the whole public recording thing has has been a far less issue uh, for a lot of properties. Sorry about that. We had a brief alarm go off. Ah, uh, so where were we? Um, guys giving out gift cards and money to homeless persons. Uh, basically doing a social media flex uh, security comes over to check it out because he is recording in their mall um, wants him to stop and the guy points out that there's multiple security cameras everywhere uh security guard is a little oblivious uh it's like what the guy's pointing out and hey it's a legitimate uh kind of observation and really the way you want to handle it is just saying that is for the security of the mall's infrastructure and its patrons. And if their policy is like, hey, no public recording, you know, and if you're gonna try to enforce that in a mall, good luck. There's so many people taking photos, videos, selfies, what have you. It's something that's stupid hard to enforce. And so you really kinda wanna pick and choose your battles. Like if you see this guy's like, okay, the guy's doing some, yeah, he's doing it in not the best way but some altruism, a little bit of charity work here. Hey, give some people some gift cards. You know, if the guy wants to flex on that, like, Hey, look how cool I am. Look how great I am. Just helping these people out. Look at me. Uh, look at my bodyguard, uh, basically intimidate people into shaking my hand after I just gave them some money. You know, that's what he wants to be about. Hey man, whatever. And if you're there, just be like, Hey, stop recording Man, maybe pick and choose your battles because the guy's gonna easily spit it on you and be like, hey, look at this dickbag security guard. He doesn't want me giving money to the homeless people. And that's not what it's actually about. It's just, hey, the mall might have a policy stating public recording. But again, pick and choose your battles because that's something that's stupid hard to enforce when you already have everyone on around with cell phones doing public recordings in the mall. Mall recordings are so common. It's just, you have the policy in place for to enforce on certain bases, right? Like if someone's doing public recording and it's dangerous, you know, that's where you try to enforce something like that. If someone is doing a public recording and they're a nuisance to everyone around them, that's where you enforce something like that. Um, In this case, it'd just be like, you know what? If he's harassing people, Ask him to move along. He starts getting complaints. Ask him to move along. But in this one, I, you know, unless my supervisor was really harping down on it, I'd probably just let this one go.
2: This is Citizen Edge. Here you see the security guard duty belt essential, lethal, and non lethal weapons that are required for high risk one man post locations. If you have these items, you will be successful and proficient in them. This is Citizen Edge. Here you see. Okay, so that's just a
0: short video uh, showcasing some items that you might have on a security belt, duty belt, what have you. I've uh, showing off a baton, pepper gel, security guard duty belt essential, lethal, and non lethal weapons that are required for high
2: risk one man post locations. If you have these items, you will be <laughs> successful
1: in them. This is, yeah, it's
0: just a quick, short video of the gear the guy's carrying a couple pairs of handcuffs looks like they belong to a smith and wesson m&p model Uh, i've got a smith and wesson m&p pistol some ruger pepper gel Uh, no idea what brand the baton is but the baton is definitely worn and used at least on the handle yeah you know uh, decent solid security gear um definitely have pack a backup pepper gel you know, pepper spray definitely have backup uh, if you're in a negative area and you're constantly in conflict I mean yeah you know it's great to have a firearm but I can tell you you're gonna rely on pepper gel a lot I did distinctly notice no taser um, you know tasers do work uh, but it's case by case basis you know too windy no taste kind of like the same thing with pepper spray you know too windy no taser guys all thick freaking uh, clothed up no taser it's not gonna work you know there's all kinds of issues you can see cops who are proficiently trained in it Um, the taser nodes get batted away uh, hits someone else by mistake because you know it doesn't have the force of a projectile it's not gonna stay you know straight on target at like 1400 feet per second you know it can get buffeted away by wind or it can get snagged on clothing and all kinds of issues so, yeah, it's kind of just funny. I notice I also do not carry um, a taser most of the time, you know, a stun gun, whatever you want to call it. Uh, well, actually, look, there are differences, and we've gone over that in the past. But I don't usually carry either or, uh, primarily baton, pepper spray, pepper gel. I uh, don't do handcuffs most of the time either. I think we've covered that in the past. Um, handcuffs or something a lot of younger security guards like guys who are brand new to it they're like oh yeah I got handcuffs I'm just cool. until you start putting people in handcuffs and then it's just like uh, this is a hassle I don't want to deal with this and most of the time you won't have to I've had a few instances where we've had to handcuff people and keep them on site for law enforcement um, and I'm happy we had them but wrestling people to the ground and getting them handcuffed until they finally give up to let you handcuff them or if you have partners, force them into compliance for you to handcuff them. It's not fun at all, especially if they're all tweaked out, all frickin' meth strong. So it's just not something you like. I remember one working on a property with three different security companies, mine, two others, and it was a bad area. We all just decided to work together. It's like, you know, screw the uh, company rivalry, screw the contracts. place is dangerous we're just gonna back each other up and it ended up in one where the guy gets pepper sprayed by like four or five different kinds of spray uh gets the stun gun right in the ribs and then also gets handcuffed and he is fighting through the whole thing and he's all fucking he was already cooking from a spoon ready to roll and the other guy he was with complete like oh shit. You know, three security guards just pepper sprayed this dude, put him down, tased him, put him in handcuffs. And he's like, I give up. I, I don't want any of that. And it's like, all right, man, cool. Just sit there. Like, don't fuck with us. We're not going to fuck with you. And this whole started out with, uh, hey, man, just can you get off the property? Like, we get it. You're getting your fix. You're doing your thing. We don't care. Just take it off property. Go somewhere else. Like, you're literally doing it in front of a security camera. Like, that's the whole reason we're here is they can see you, like we're not gonna call the cops, we're not gonna do, just just take off, man. And honestly, that's most interactions, like if you're doing security, it's not this whole, I'm gonna get all these guys, it's how can you get people off the property with minimal safety issues, right? Because the whole thing is you, you just wanna go home at the end of the day, collect your paycheck, right? Okay, you're not a cop, and don't be wrong, it does feel good to help take that guy down, It does feel good to know that you're keeping the weirdos away from an area so that people can feel safe, you know. You're going to have those wins where it's just like, you know, that whole dopamine effect. You're like, man, I did something today. I fucking took care of that guy. I got, you know, such and such arrested because they're a fucking menace. And, you know, that does feel good, right? But that's not always the goal, okay? The goal is to do your job. Do it well, do it efficiently. Go home at the end of the day, okay? There's been more than a few security guards who fucking don't go home at the end of the day. Collect your paycheck, right? And you want to collect a good paycheck, okay? Don't work for some of these companies where you're hitting up like Allied or uh, Securitas contracts, where they're paying you basically, cha- you know, chump change above minimum wage, and you're in some sketchy neighborhood, right? I've worked a few allied properties. One was like this medical research center. And did they pay less? Yes. But the property was completely safe. Okay. And there was no hard work to do. It was tedious, yes. Uh, There was lots of footwork. Constantly had to be motioned. So you were definitely getting your steps in. Um, But they also gave you vehicles, golf carts, cars. And the whole thing was, it's a medical facility. They wanna have security there just in case. The majority of the stuff you're dealing with is, oh hey look, I noticed a water leak on this floor. Or hey look, the AC's out. Or hey, we noticed a temperature spike in the computer room. Or you're walking through and it's like, oh hey, there's a coolant leak in this line. You know, a lot of it was that. And to have someone walk around that's not the regular staff, be there overnight, you know, check on things during the day, in between shifts, and then also, to, uh, they had us do cart services where you'd ferry people from one end of their kind of campus to the other and ensure that people are following parking rules and following speed limits and stuff. And it's a different kind of security. It's like corporate security, right? Um, you're not fighting tweakers. You're not dealing with the homeless. You're not dealing with crazy individuals who are just like, ah, fucking... The employee pissed me off because they wouldn't take my coupon, so I want security here. And it's like, okay, what am I doing with that? Nothing. It's not like an HOA where people are snitching on each other and they're angry because some dude's yard's grass is too long or a car's parked just off the curb. It's more about keeping things structured and efficient. And yeah, they paid less, uh, but it was a completely safe property the only issues you could potentially come into are a chemical spill, uh, for which they have suits that you would wear. You know, if, if you knew it was a chemical spill, like before you got there, they had you put on protective gear before you went in. Um, if you, or you know, another issue like an employee fell on the last few steps of the stairs, uh, they had a broken wrist, and that was something security dealt with. Hey, we're here. Ambulance is on the way. Don't move it. You help cordon off the area to keep people away. And then you look for, like, hey, why did this person trip? Was there something faulty in the carpet? Was there something faulty in the stairs? You know, was the guardrail, like, was that loose? So you're there to kind of do a maintenance report, you know, an evaluation. Why did this happen? So they can keep things, they can mitigate lawsuits, they can mitigate future issues. And, you know, so you might take a spot where you're getting paid less, but because the work is so much, I wouldn't say easier. I mean, it, yeah, for, for someone like me who's dealt with like a lot of tweakers and stuff, it is easier, but it's tedious work, but, and it's a different kind of work. You're, you're doing a lot of monitoring. You're doing a lot of electronic security. So they're having you monitor cameras, or having you monitoring alarms. Um, oh, desk security. That was a big one, um, and it was you know, during COVID. So they're doing the whole, hey, walk up to this thing, this is gonna measure your temperature. If it dings and goes green, you're good. If it goes red, hey man, sorry, you can't enter the facility, because medical facility, you have a fever. And then after you pass, you go over and you get a badge. They made most of that really automated because they wanted to reduce um, a lot of interactions. So if you're already an employee, you can just key card in. If you were a visitor, they made a lot of that like just reduced interaction. So there would be a touch pad, and then the touch pad would be sanitized regularly. And they'd have, you know, rubbing alcohol there for people, that have sanitizing spray, hand sanitizer, uh, a little mask dispenser that would just you wave, wave your hand. Very kind of cool, like no, no physical touching on a lot. Besides the touch pad itself, that they they got regularly cleaned. Uh, there was no physical touching for a lot of people and prior to that security would kind of just stand up and like hand sign people in or hand type people in and occasionally if there was an issue, like someone couldn't get the pass, like they weren't cleared, then you would go over to security and then they would type you in and be like, okay, what's your information? What's your driver's license? Why are you here? Blah, blah, blah. Corporate security stuff, tracking statistics, the whole parking lot thing. They were very anal about the parking lot. If you work for such and such building, you will only park in such and such lot. If you work for such and such team, you will park over here. And if you were caught parking out because you have your vehicle registered and they're like, oh cool, here's your parking space. You'll either have an assigned parking space or you have an assigned lot. And if you're driving around, someone's like, hey man, this guy's in our parking space. Or hey man, this guy doesn't belong to this area. Can you check to see if like maybe he's new? And then you get a sticker on your car. And if you get too many of those, you'd start getting uh, disciplinary meetings with your supervisor. Very interesting corporate security. Um, Some would think maybe you should get paid more in corporate security. And uh, to a point, I would also agree that you should get paid more. Um, Because it's a different kind of work and you're responsible for different kinds of things. So yeah, I'd definitely be okay with them getting paid a heck of a lot more than, you know, average. I mean, I'm okay with all security guards getting paid more because all the work they do is important at different levels, right? So if you are getting paid less though, you want to evaluate, hey, am I doing dangerous work and I'm getting paid less? Or is like the work I'm doing safe, but maybe tedious or different? Maybe I'm sitting at a desk monitoring things. Maybe, you know, maybe you're doing a security operations center, something like that. And if that's the case, maybe that justifies that less pay for you. I'm not telling you not to go out and hunt better pay. But I'm also not telling you to go out and hunt a dangerous situation for better pay. Because even if we are getting paid more for dangerous areas, whole goal, man, you still go home at the end of the day, right? So I'm not telling you to go out there and be freaking RoboCop. Okay? For every freaking tweaker out there. Go be Captain Save-A-Ho. And... It's just not worth it, I can tell you that. Um, You're gonna get involved in certain conflicts, but let them come to you and don't seek them out unless that's part of your plan for interdicting something. Like, you know someone's inside doing something sketchy, so your plan is to intercede that person and you know, you have a good feeling that this is going to involve in a physical altercation, so you're ready for that. You've got backup, you've got your defensive tools, maybe law enforcement's on the way, okay, but don't just go all off half cock and be like, I'm going to go deal with this physically by myself just because. You know, have a plan to it. Be smart about it.
2: of security guards who appear while I'm skating kick me out, but this person literally could care less. In fact, when I asked him, should I leave? He seemed confused by the question. And then I said, okay, well, I'm going to go off and skate. And he was like, have fun. Seriously seemed like he had no idea what a skateboard was. So I went down the street
0: and found this cool five stair to skate. skating on private properties, bicycling, whatever, um, it's kind of a trope with security guards. Like, Hey, stop skating, get off the property, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I just don't. Out of all the things you can be dealing with, skating is not the worst issue by far. Um, I get why property owners don't want people to do it. Um, You know, scuffing up curbs or stairs, rails, what have you. And then the potential for the person to get injured. So, I get why they don't want it. They're trying to mitigate any damage and any possible lawsuit by a retarded parent. And it's like, hey, your kid's a skater. Your kid's gonna hurt themselves. Your kid's a kid. Your teenager's a teenager. They're gonna do dumb shit. Stop suing people. But it is what it is. They tell you to get off because Property owner doesn't want Scuffed up curbs or a potentially hurt kid Or maybe the skater runs into somebody Or maybe the skater goes out into the lot And a retarded driver hits him Or maybe it was the the skater being just dumb as shit And then went out in front of a car Because they couldn't control their board Or they weren't paying attention I don't know Out of all the issues I deal with I just don't care Some people have actually approached me to, usually older persons, and they're just like, hey, you got to go stop that kid skating. And I'm like, dude, I'm on the lookout for tweakers. I'm on the lookout for aggressive panhandlers, shoplifters. I I don't give two fucks about a skater. Now, you should take note that they are on the property, and you should evaluate them for any red flags, and that's going to be appearance and deportment. So, what are they wearing? What's their body language like? What are they doing? Etc. Beyond skating. If they're just there to skate, that's a different thing. But if they look sketchy as fuck... Or, here's a great, here's a great one. You have you know, a vagrant-looking person or a drug-fiending-looking person on a bicycle that doesn't match. Like, okay, you see an adult and you think... Yeah, they will probably have, like, a mountain bike or, you know, adult-sized bicycle of some sort. Maybe a racing-style bike. Just something that fits their body. And then they're riding around in the little pink unicorn princess kid's bike. Yeah, they probably stole that shit. Or found it somewhere. And that's the kind of person you keep an eye out for. How ghetto does their bike look? You know, if it's all just, like, looks like it's been beaten the fuck up or... How new does it look too? Like I know guys who have really expensive racing bikes, you know, and they go around. They got the whole tracksuit, freaking bicycle suit thing. They got the special shoes for the special pedals, and their bike's still a little scuffed up, for just from general use. So does it look overly new compared to their appearance? And remember what we we're talking about back way back profiling. All right, it's not a racial thing. Some people do that. Fuck those people. It is an appearance and deportment thing, right? Body language. How are they dressed? Like if it's 110 degrees outside and they're in a hoodie and a trench coat, right? Appearance. Something's wrong. This guy's up to something or they're just weird and they need to be watched. You know, are they shaking around constantly? Are they fidgety? There's their head constantly jerking at sharp angles just like, Who's watching me? They look all paranoid. Do they have obvious signs of recent drug use? Right? You know, you're looking for appearance and deportment, body language, style of dress, are they clean, etc. Certain tattoos, scars, right? You're looking for that kind of stuff. Things that are going to add little pieces to the puzzle that make you go, "Well, oh, man, you know something's not right here." Or, no, that, that, the guy doesn't fit the profile. And there's plenty of times that happens. You'll see somebody at a distance, and you're just like, huh, well, let's keep an eye on them for like 20 seconds. And as they get a little closer, you're like, nope, doesn't fit the profile. Keep moving. Guy's perfectly fine. For me, that happens a lot with gym goers. Some gym goers look homeless as fuck. I kid you not. They roll up in some raggedy clothes, and maybe they've already been working out, and that's part of the thing right there. They've already been working out, so now they look tired. They're walking a little funny. Maybe they overdid leg day a bit. And you're just like, is that, is that a tweaker? So, vagrant person, Are they panhandling? No, 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 oh, gym goer. Okay, gym goer. Good to go. And that's gonna be something you see from a distance where you're just like, eh, is that somebody? No, does that match the same guy from the other day? No, not this guy. Okay. So, profiling, body language, appearance, right? Don't be afraid of the word, right? You hear profiling and people are just like, oh, you're you're doing it wrong. You're like from a racial level. No. And if you're doing it from a racial level, go fuck yourself. Okay? It's all about, you know, it doesn't matter what race or gender or whatever. You're looking for body language. There's going to be sketchy people from every category. And you are looking for sketchy. Your profile is sketchy. But I digress. Going back to skating... I just don't care. The people that really get their panties in a twist over it, you got nothing better going on. You're the same as those HOA people that care about their neighbor's lawn. Okay? Worry about your own stuff. Skaters are going to get hurt. And yeah, sometimes it's funny. But they assume all the risk of what they're doing, right? And I get it. Some parents are total douchebags and they want to sue the business or the property so hey skaters have fun but sometimes you know security or whoever the fuck just asks you to take off just take off for a little while come back later you know yeah some of them are going to be dicks it's just some of them that's you know they do that they get off on it security try not to be a dick for no reason if you got to be a dick be a dick okay but just don't be a dick for no reason
2: So basically, how much money do you guys make working on Rodeo Drive as security? We cannot talk about that. For real? Yes. What if you guys come work for me? I'll, I'll pay you
0: like. I have seen that so much and that is so wrong. Your company can't prevent you from talking about your wage, right? They can't. It's completely wrong. And it's illegal. They can't prevent your, well, you. Well, know, depends on country, but they cannot prevent you from talking about your wages. And businesses that try to do this are trying to prevent you from seeking raises, right? If you're doing security work, it's inherently dangerous, don't do it for freaking minimum wage. And there's, I've seen contracts, there's a contract I know of right now with allied security that is 50 cents above minimum wage. Fuck that. Some warehouse somewhere, I don't care. Doing security is inherently dangerous, you could potentially get hurt, even killed doing it, if you're stupid, or if the area is just really messed up. And if the area is really messed up, you shouldn't be doing it for nothing. So that is completely wrong. I've met other security guards that do this. I can't talk about it. You ask them, hey man, how much are you guys making? I might be looking to transfer from my security company. Just wanted to see if you guys are worth it. I make enough, or, nah, they don't pay me enough, man, yeah, man, I know, that's, like, I'm working for this company, like, hey, I'm making this much, you know, I'll be like, oh, hey, at this contract, they start at, like, $18 an hour, right, I'm up to, like, 20 for this, I'm up to 25 on this one, like, hey, what are you guys doing, like, is your company better, are you guys paying more, like, if you are, I might be interested in moving over, we can't talk about that, I get paid enough. Uh, you know it's never enough and you can tell that someone some manager some supervisor some corporate dickhole has drilled into them to never talk about their wages. that's completely wrong and as a security guard, you are I, I get it you might like an area you might like a certain beat you might like a certain company but you'll loyalty wage bro. Like, I have hopped around a few times just to, get, just to get pay raises. And you know who cares? Nobody. Nobody cares. Oh, you worked for this company? Why'd you leave? Bad hours, bad pay. I heard you guys were better. Well, hey, alright. Come on, happy to have you work for us. And it's like, great. Give me good hours, pay me well, I will stay. I had one company. Overnights. So I'm not a big fan of working overnights, but... They were getting me 40 to 45 hours a week. The pay was okay. And almost nothing ever happened. I brought a book. I listened to audiobooks, podcasts. Chilled. All I did was sit there, smoke some cigars, talk with the other security guards. It was a full freaking 10-man team with two rovers and a supervisor. Super easy. Talk to the other guys. Relax. Super quiet. If things get like bad weather, hop in a vehicle, chill. Then they started screwing with the hours. They wanted to have more employees rotate through. Went from my 40 and I was like down to 38. I was like, well, you know, it's only 38, not a big deal. All of a sudden you're down to 32 and 24. And you're like, hey, man, like you guys keep giving me great reviews. And they're like, yeah, we understand. It's just we got to rotate more employees through to kind of spread the hours around a bit. And basically it was a large company. Mm, sort of large company They had a lot of employees A lot of part time employees And with the way things were at the time Everyone was asking for hours You know from Everyone worked their part time I was a full timer for them And got all these people who This is their second job, third job, whatever Asking for more hours So they spread the wealth a bit By kind of fucking over the full time guys So I jumped ship I told them like hey look I need this many hours to pay my bills. I'm a full-time guy. I work here and wherever else you tell me to go. I don't care about the you know what time of day I show up. And they couldn't keep to that. So I jumped ship. I took a pay loss to go back to Dayside. Worked at uh, another company for about three, four months. Got employee of the month twice in that three to four months. So hey, good for me I guess got a coffee cup and they're talking about pay raise. And I was like, how much? And they're like 25 cents. And I'm like, "Nah, I'm hopping over to this other company. They're paying me $3 more. Also, this one employee keeps talking shit to your veteran employees, veteran as in military, not like veteran as in they've been doing security a long time. And I just like, yeah, that's not cool. And you're not, you're not curbing it. So that's not cool. Hop ship, went to another company, stuck with them for quite a while because they kept giving me regular raises. Every few months was an evaluation, raise. Every few months, raise. Hey, guess what, you learned a new thing? Here's another dollar an hour. Oh, hey, you got this uh, new certificate or you went to a security, center. how much did that that cost you anything? Gas money? Here you go, here's some mileage. Here's some uh, money for your gas. Oh, this uh, recertification for whatever, pepper spray baton, whatever, cost you like 30 bucks. Here you go, here's a check for $30 they were actively invested in making sure their guards were educating themselves in the field I took a college course in security technology they paid for it any recertifications I had to get they reimbursed me like yeah the money came out of my pocket I showed them the completion of the class showed them the receipt they added the money on gave me another check on payday here you go Thanks for taking that thanks for keeping other certifications beyond your security license current. Things like pepper spray, baton, taser, uh, security technology course. Um, CPR. They uh, they reimbursed me for CPR. So that was nice. You know, if you take care of your guys, they will they will go above and beyond for you. I'm like, "Oh shit, you need me here for this cuz so and so called out." Hold on, let me Yeah, man, I got you. I'll go take the overtime. And it's a smaller company too, much smaller, so direct interaction. Some of the bigger companies, you're just a body. You're a number. It just is what it is. But here in this video, you have this guy walking up trying to offer them a job, or that's what the title is. And they're like, uh, no, can't talk about that.
2: Better. And you'll work for me like the guy, you know what I mean? Like that's true. It is a beautiful place, but like, like come we on. Appreciate the offer, but we gotta keep offer, our bro. foot beat. Yeah. So you see, these are the guys you want working for you, guys that are loyal, that have your back. Yeah. So basically,
0: loyal, have their back. Yeah. You know, well, a, cor- a correct answer would have been like, hey man, I appreciate the offer. I can't talk about it right now because I gotta be. I'm on. I'm on the clock. I'm at work. But if you have a card or if you have an email that I could send something back to you just to see what your guys' pay rates are. That'd be great. And then go back to work. You know, don't turn down a potentially good deal. I've seen places hire security because they like what you're doing. they would be like, hey look, what company do you work for? Would you jump ship over to our company for a pay raise and come work on my site? Because I see what you guys are doing here, and I like it, and we'd rather have you working for us. And security companies do snipe and poach uh, security guards from other companies company I'm working for now does it. You know, we take uh, people from other companies where it's just like, oh, damn. Hey, man, tell us about that company. Oh, that's how they treat their guards? Well, hey, man, this is how we do things. Or that's how much they pay you guys? Hey, man, this is how much we pay. And it works. We get people. Not always the best people, but we get people. Uh, Unfortunately, we weed out the not the best people pretty quick. Uh, I've had more than a few times as a field training officer, just showing guys the ropes, doing a ride along. Hey man, I'm going to drive you around to every site. And then the next shift, you're going to drive me around to every site. Show me what's up. Show me what you remember, how you handle things. And then you find out a week later that you can't have them. we're pausing the video review for a moment Uh, when I first started the episode. uh, I mentioned I was on patrol and I am still on patrol. And so something kind of came up in the course of my duties on another site where we're having some issues and the employees approached me and they said, hey, security, the local homeless and tweakers are behaving kind of weird, which to be fair. Employees say that kind of crap all the time. Hey, man, they're being kind of weird. Hey, they're doing sketchy stuff. Hey, they're doing this, they're doing that. Whatever. But when you evaluate the body language of the employees, they're noticeably concerned. So you start digging deep. What, What is making you think they're doing something weird? Behaving strangely? What have you? And this is going to loop back into that perimeter again. That I spoke about earlier in the previous episode. And basically what they were doing... Is beyond the perimeter there's a tree line and they were staging improvised weapons in the tree line and we're talking wooden stakes metal pipes and things being attached to them Uh, so for example one was a broom handle with a steak knife taped to it they've got some duct tape and they taped a steak knife to it Uh, there's another one two by four with a hunk of glass Uh, just taped to it. Uh, Another one with a sharp piece of metal tied to it with some twine. So it's kind of like a improvised spear of sorts. Improvised bladed weapon. And there were so many staged in certain areas. And so this became a sort of was there a crime committed? Was there not? How do we want to handle this? Uh, So we documented everything took photos of each one. Uh, We did it as a suspicious report. There were no persons with them with these weapons. Uh, There were no persons around them, no threats were made. The employees observed the homeless or tweaker type persons kind of staging these in certain areas. And when you walk the perimeter, when you look at the travel paths, they're all in areas typically where The shoplifters go or the tweakers run Uh, for example ones like a downhill kind of slant they will run towards that and then they'll actually slide right down the dirt uh, because it's at such an angle that if they hit it right they can slide all the way down it and get away from you faster and hidden in the bush were two of those little improvised spear type weapons Uh, so this may be them just trying to defend what they're claiming is their area. Um, One of the concerns that a loss prevention employee had brought up was that they were concerned that if anyone chases them, they might grab one of these improvised weapons and use it to attack whoever's chasing them or recording them. So of course we got here and there's nobody around, there's nobody touching these things, nobody interacting with them, whatever. Uh, so after documenting it all, took a lot of photos, we destroyed them. Got rid of them, broke them, threw them in the dumpster. And thankfully trash is getting taken out two days, so the employees are gonna watch the dumpster until it gets taken out. Uh for the police. There's no report committed. No threats were made. So it's definitely suspicious. It sets off a lot of my red flags. Uh, but not really a whole lot we can do with that. Uh, so we filed a suspicious report. Something you can usually do online. Sometimes you can call the department. Sometimes they'll send an officer out to take your statement. In this case, we did an online report. Let them know, hey, this is what happened. These are the points of contact. This is what employees saw. This is what I saw. And if they want to investigate further, the detective will reach out. Uh, it's weird and does uh, set off my red flags. We have gotten a bit more aggressive in this area. Uh, That's shop it's like shoplifting, And even to the point where the local police department is doing undercover sting, they're sending in plainclothes police officers, and detectives, to kind of just sit in an area. And wait to see if there's any sort of shoplifting, drug use, or prostitution, things like that. And sometimes they'll actually approach us and tell us, "Hey, we disappear for a little while." The locals know who you are. We need you to just go somewhere else. The whole purpose for that is to not spook them, not make them afraid of your presence, because they say, "Oh crap, security's here. Let's take off for a little while." These plainclothes officers and detectives. They're trying not to get caught. They're trying not to get seen. So if they see me around, they might be alert to any other additional activity. They might accidentally spot a cop who's just lying low. Maybe they recognize that cop from a prior arrest. Not. So usually, when stuff like that happens, you know, just obey their instructions. Yes, you have a duty to continue patrolling your site, but law enforcement is now on scene. Law enforcement has given you instructions. So, just kind of take off from that. You know, don't you don't necessarily have to leave the property. Just get out of their way. Make yourself scarce. And if anyone asks, let them know that you were approached by officer so-and-so, detective so-and-so. You know, they proved their credentials. In my case, they showed me a badge and they showed me ID. Explain what's going on. It's not the first time I've had this happen seen it happen several times when they're doing undercover activity, trying to catch somebody. Just follow those instructions. Don't be like, oh, well, this is my property, i got to do this. Trust me, you're hindering them, helping, exerting your authority over what's technically yours as an agent of the property owner is not going to help the situation. You want to maintain that positive interaction with the local department. Who knows, you might need their help someday. To maintain Don't let your pride get in the way of that. On top of that, there's also the potential legal ramifications of you interjecting or interfering with their investigation or a police operation. Stay out of the way if they ask you to stay out of the way. Assist if they ask you to assist. It's as simple as that. If they ask any questions, like maybe you know where there's video cameras that they're not aware of, just be like, hey, you know, in case you need them for your evidence, there's extra cameras here, 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 and here. They cover these angles roughly and they might find that information useful but if they want you out of the way, be out of the way. If they want you to be scarce, be scarce. Move your vehicle to the edge of the property, pretend you're busy doing something else. Keep it out of sight. And did they catch anybody? I don't know. I haven't uh, had a chance to talk with the employees about that yet. They're more concerned about the staging of these improvised poles and spheres and other devices. So their management's pretty much telling them just keep clear of the area. If they see something, say something. Call the cops if they see something dangerous. So there's not anything I can really do with this. I'm not barely certain there's not anything the police can do with this information. Maybe it just helps in the future if something does happen. You know, somebody gets hurt, somebody gets assaulted. Maybe the cops can look back at this incident this uh, suspicious activity that was reported and then go oh hey maybe this was this and then kind of get a timetable set up it's a little timeline as to what's been happening somehow link that to potential people in the area but yeah looping back to perimeters check your perimeters talk with your people be aware of what's going on in the area you know, keep your head on a swivel because something like that Yeah, let's say you were chasing a shoplifter and all of a sudden you think, ah, they're getting to their hole. I'm just going to stop at the hole and take a photo, what have you. And then all of a sudden they turn around and there's a fucking steak knife taped to a stick. (laughs) So, definitely weird. Uh, It's not something I've encountered before. So that's definitely new territory. might comment on it more uh, when I do another On Patrol episode, but for now, let's get back to video review.
2: Hello, fellow freedom lovers. Welcome to our channel, Recognizing Our Rights. Where we aim to showcase the best constitutional audits. And today, I present to you. Uh,
0: this one looks like it's gonna be about 14 minutes. Uh, titled "Snowflake Security Guards Act Like Cops." Uh, Snowflake security or snowflakes and cops own First Amendment audit. Uh, that's a long title. Okay. Uh, channel is called Recognizing Our Rights. Uh, we're gonna see if we can skip forward a bit, just because of how long it's gonna be. Let's see here. Still here? ROR is brought to you. Oh man, that's 40 seconds in. Okay. Looks like advertisements or. Ah, here we go. We have a city street, maybe a plaza of some kind, and we have a G4S security guard. Uh, Video lists him as a supervisor. So, he may not have begun recording uh, prior to the incident.
1: And not playing. What are you doing
2: here, sir? Are you lower your face?
1: H2, how or- are you, it's doing? Oh, and the
0: recorder has a very professional camera. even has a little boom mic on it. H2,
1: you need to recruit the first triple drive. ASAP.
0: Looks like the supervisor or reported supervisor is in a road vest. Uh, Those are typically yellow, orange, lime green, safety colors, colors that are easily seen by a lot of people. Very bright, very annoying to look at uh, walking around in the safety vest. And it looks like a security golf cart, uh, maybe to his left.
3: time
1: to stop recording.
0: The security guard is making a classic uh, blunder where he is raising his hands up trying to block the uh, recorder from recording. However, it looks like he is unaware that they also have a chest mounted camera, probably a GoPro or something equivalent to that. He is getting full view of the security guard, his entire body. He's not blocking any recording, Uh, but you'll see this common mistake with security guards where for some reason when they engage someone who's recording, they think they can put their hand in front of the camera to halt the recording, like it's going to make people stop. And this action only furthers people to record you or record whatever they're going to record. You have now done what they want you to do, create a spectacle of yourself. tries to sidestep to continue down the sidewalk, the security guard is stepping in his way. If this is a public sidewalk, if this is not like a private campus or plaza and this is actually a public sidewalk, he's basically restraining him without any authority. The recorder has put here uh, in some notes that this is a public sidewalk he has no authority to stop me or interfere with anything that I'm doing. So yes, this is actually a public sidewalk and you do this as security, you've gone beyond the scope of your responsibility.
2: As one to all units, I need the off-duty officers out here
1: immediately. one he's
0: basically saying security one or supervisor one Uh, that that stuff like that changes from company to company different SOPs different sites and he's saying all off-duty officers so that could be anybody who's not currently engaged in a patrol or people who are on their brakes the recorder who's obviously edited this video is kind of putting officers in question mark it is not uncommon for security companies to title their security guards as officer uh, some people differ, some companies differentiate between what a security guard and a security officer is, whether it's a position of seniority or kind of just like uh, you've been doing this a while, you have experience, you're a security officer, you're not a security guard. Uh, I, d- I remember one a while back where like the lowest guy on the totem pole was a watchman, and then you became a security guard at a stationary post. And then if you were a security officer, you were on patrol. You would either be on foot patrols or vehicle patrols. And then from there, you'd have things like senior officer, field training officer, and so on and so on. And it was just more a title for your level of responsibility or knowledge than it was like you being an actual like officer, like a police officer. That's not the case. It's just a title that some security companies use to differentiate rank or position walking backwards to keep his distance from the security guard who's continuing to advance. Uh, This is a tactic that many security and law enforcement will use. Keep the person moving. Keep them moving towards a direction you want them to go towards. So you advance slowly but purposefully and try and get them to do what you want them to do. Uh, I think on a previous video we had mentioned there was a security guard saying, hey, why don't you come over here? That's a tactic for them to get you onto an area of the property they want you to be on so that they can have more control over you. Now, being that he is on a public sidewalk, he has no jurisdiction or control over this guy. So he may be trying to push him towards his uh, backup that he's calling or push him back towards the property. So that way when law enforcement does come, they can try and say, oh, hey, look, he's on private property. We want him trespassed. Uh, because he's obviously carrying a nice camera with a little external boom mic and everything, but he's still got his chest-mounted camera. So no matter how much the guy tries to block his handheld camera, the guy's getting full visual of everything.
3: What are you doing? What are you doing? Back up, sir. You're causing me to be concerned for my safety. I'm not back to nowhere. Back up, sir. What are you going to do? Back up. Back up off me problem. That's no problem. Go away. Uncover Sir, your face. You're on private property. Uncover your face. Uncover your face. Tom, will you go get the
0: This video is timestamped for a year ago, so it's possible he's still wearing a COVID-style mask, which is why he's asking him to uncover his face.
3: You're in there. Uncover your face. You have the no authority yes. to detain me or hold me for any. Uncover anything. your face. Oh. You're being detained right now. You're not going nowhere. You're a security guard. You can't You're not detained. going nowhere.
2: Michael.
3: You better tell him back up.
0: Uh, the recorder is now edited the video to include a definition of restraint, section 20.01. This looks like it might be Texas, based on the way this is written. But that's nicer than that he includes
3: that. You better tell him back up. You're not going anywhere. You better tell him back Michael. up. You have Michael, I need doctor, I'm right here. You okay. he ain't going nowhere. You, sir. At this time, you do have to stay. No, I don't. You're on private property. You do understand that? No, I don't. You're on private property. Where's your private property at? This whole campus. Do you need to see the private property sign on all of the signs? No. Nope. This is a private road. Nope. This is private property. Well, I'm trying to traverse and leave the property. But you're recording. So why do you and at this point, you're recording.
2: Why you were, why you were at this point, sir, you're recording other individuals. Yeah. You do understand? The people walking up, that is a felony without their right. That is felony. <laughs>
0: guards always spouting dumb retarded shit if you don't know the law don't start spouting laws don't say it's a felony it's a misdemeanor. it's a crime it's against the law public recording is not and even if this is let's say for example that this is a private campus that the sidewalk is not public property that the road he's traveling next to is not public property let's say that's accurate and it's possible that can happen if you go to a college campus or if you go to, a, like, say, a military installation, you know, campuses there, property there, the road is private. The sidewalks are private. They are maintained by the government, or they are maintained by a private entity. Actually, that, that's incorrect for me to say. Uh, yes, the military ones are maintained by the government, but they are restricted. Normally, a sidewalk would be maintained by the government, in which case it's public property. Military is kind of a bad example there. Uh, But in the instance of a lot of others, like uh, I'm on a private property right now and there's a sidewalk on the private property in front of all the buildings, that's private. The main sidewalk next to the public road behind me is completely public. Anybody can walk on that. I can't go over there and start accosting people or bothering people. That's public property. So rolling back into this, let's assume that this is all private property. Recording without permission is not a felony he's breaking a property rule which would mean he would be trespassing and then he's trying to leave and they are preventing him from leaving so they can secure their trespass that would not hold up in court all he has to say is I was attempting to leave they would not allow me to leave no cops gonna charge him with trespass immediately they'll they'll say hey if you come back it's gonna be a trespass But he's got the video evidence of him walking down the sidewalk they're preventing him from leaving if he's not allowed to record there their main goal should just be to get him to leave but now they're trying to hold him there (laughs) even you know that's stupid you
3: know how stupid that sounds when you said it because i see you laughing
0: he posted something else here. Texas. Oh, so it was Texas. Uh, Texas private security regulations require all licensed security officers to wear name tags that are visible yet. Not one of them has a name tag on hmm. that. Uh, that could change from state to state. I'm not familiar with that. Um, for example, where I'm at, it requires you to wear a security badge or logo on four places on your uniform. Uh, so front shoulders and back. Uh, this is sometimes mitigated when you add a jacket, it doesn't always have security on all sides, but usually they do. And for example, it's cold out right now because it's winter. The jacket I have does have security on all four sides. If you're wearing a hat, that's less required. Again, that might change from state to state, place to place, uh, but even my hat says security. Um, for a security vehicle, it has security all over the damn place. I've got it on the left side, the right side, uh, and two spots on the rear of the vehicle. And if your vehicle is going to have amber lights, um, this may not be a requirement everywhere, but for us it is. Uh, You have to have security on your vehicle in addition to your security company's licensing number. And this is a license number that was issued by a law enforcement agency that law enforcement can look up to see if you are actually officially a registered security company with the state. And this doesn't mean you work for the state. It just means that your company is registered, you're insured, you've done all the paperwork, et cetera, et cetera. They can look you up. Make sure you're not just some guy who wrote some numbers on the side of his car and wants to try and look like they're actually working security. Which, you know, with Black Friday coming up, that's kind of a, and the holidays, um, that is kind of a funny thing, but it has happened where people have pretended to be security to steal things. So. Regardless, back to the video.
1: I apologize, but it's, hey, it's not
3: the rule. It's not the rule. Okay, I'm going to go on about my business. Here's, here's if one you one, touch he, me, if you touch me. He's not okay. going to touch you. So. Sorry, but this is police right here. Well, good. I'll deal with them. Okay, but you okay. need to keep this guy away from me. He's not going to touch you. He didn't touch you. So. You better keep him away from me. Okay. He's walking around reporting individuals. He will not reveal his identity, whether he has any kind of identity. He's, he's got a mask with rifles on. Him, first so. thing you need to do is get this guy away from me. All right, come over here, sir, let me talk to you. All right, who are you? I'm Officer Guzman with the Houston Police Department. All right, Guzman. My credentials. I'll, I'll take your word for it. What's badge well, going on? 6530. Okay. Well, why are you taking pictures? Did I want to? I'm not nervous. I was fine until you got in my face, start threatening me. Here's the, look at you. Look here. at me. It's cold outside. I'm an old man. I'm bundled up for the weather. Here is the issue. This is private property. This is not private property. I checked the. Uh, GIS survey with the city and the county. This is not a private street. Fortunately, it is leaving even us on the signs. Nope, that's your sign right there. What does it say? That the one. side street is private. Well, the primary you street is not on you. I do not.
1: <laughs> we, already we already have a, a we already
3: have own are, are you detaining what? me? Yeah, you're detained. Okay you might oh, okay. want to educate these security guards they have no authority to detain somebody on public property absent detaining. a felony he said i was detained you clearly say you was detained. no you're not you're absolutely not absent a felony
0: so what they're kind of talking about is a security guard's authority to detain someone this changes from state to state from place to place Make sure you pay attention to your training on it and your SOPs on it. Uh, For example, mine, my ability to detain someone is based on citizen's arrest and all of the authority that that goes around, which is basically nothing. So, if I suspect that a person has committed a crime, or if I have evidence or knowledge that a person has committed a crime, and I can reasonably and safely do so, I can detain someone for the purpose of transferring them to law enforcement custody for the purpose of an investigation. Okay? I can use force if they use force. If they are a threat, if they threaten someone else, if they threatened me, if they produced a weapon, if they've gotten physical, I can use reasonable force, which means enough force to ensure that they are no longer a threat or that I have defended myself. I cannot go beyond reasonable force. And so that would be like, let's say this guy stops resisting, you know, maybe he produced a weapon in the course of shoplifting and turned it into robbery. And I used pepper spray to disarm the individual, protect myself, protect other people. He drops the weapon and surrenders. And it's just like, okay, man, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to fight anymore. And, you know, maybe we put handcuffs on and maybe not. Um, I can't just keep kicking the crap out of him. I can't just start knocking him around on the ground. Okay, he's surrendered, he's done. Now, if he were to start fighting again or you know, try to produce another weapon or you know, what have you, that's a different story. But once they stop fighting, once they've stopped resisting, once you, know, you can't just keep kicking the shit out of somebody, once they've surrendered to your custody. And then on top of that, you have to contact law enforcement, okay? You just pepper sprayed someone in self-defense or defense of others, that's fine but you still have to report it. You now have someone in your custody, someone who surrendered, someone who was shoplifting or committing a robbery or what have you. Now, what the cops do from there, that's their business. Okay, whether, uh, for example, we had one guy stole a bunch of stuff from a store. There was a security guard working for that store and I was a security guard working for the property. So the entire lot, the plaza, if you will. And we were working together, communicating with each other as well as with that store's LP and their manager So their security guard basically chased him right into me. The guy surrendered, he dropped everything. He's like, oh fuck, I got caught. And the other security guard for the store handcuffed the guy. So while he's in the process of ensuring that the guy's secure, he handcuffed him to a a street sign or more of a property sign. So the guy couldn't get away while we were trying to figure out how to get the police there, which you think, you know, just 911. But what had just happened was that somebody had gotten stabbed so the police were incredibly busy looking for this guy who had just stabbed somebody i don't know all the details to that but that's what i learned later is that there was a stabbing like four streets over and the cops were so busy hunting down this guy they could not come and pick up our shoplifter so we said okay that's fine we're gonna hold him here until you can set an officer by all means take your time but we were there for 12 hours So, not that we held the guy for 12 hours, but our shift was a 12-hour shift. And we just held him there. In front of the store, he was handcuffed to a pole, and people walked by, what's going on? Oh, he stole something, we're waiting for the cops. That's it, the manager had more than enough time that when the police officers did show, uh, they gave them a CD with the video of the whole event And as well as a printed out receipt of all the recovered items and their value. And the cops were like, awesome. They took a few interviews, you know, asked some questions. The cops then put their own handcuffs on the guy. And then the other security guard from the store removed his handcuffs. And the cops took him. And they're like, do you want to press charges? He's like, yes. Want to press charges for the shoplifting? And apparently he also damaged a few things in there. So, you know, damaged private property or vandalism, what have you. And then, of course, me being in uh, control of the property itself, I said I wanted them trespassed from every store as well as the parking lot. And so I gave them a short list like, here you go, here's all the addresses. And they're like, all right, cool, yeah, he's trespassed from, you're gonna be trespassed from all these buildings, this entire property. He's like, setting, informed him, if you step a foot back onto this lot, it's now criminal trespass. It's like, cool, hey, did my job. You know, gave the reporter there, so that that was our incident of detaining someone. Now, the recorder is saying that the security guard in Texas does not have the ability to detain someone absent a felony. So basically, what he's saying is that the security guard has to be aware of, witness, or be informed of that a person is committing a felony. You know, maybe robbery. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever felonious crime it could be. Then the security guard. So basically, no misdemeanors, no petty crimes. Now, uh, for example, shoplifting in many places falls under uh, misdemeanor or petty crime. So that would mean a security guard in certain places couldn't detain anyone for that. Uh, I can. I can because ours is based on citizen's arrest where any citizen can detain a person for the purpose of a law enforcement investigation. You saw them commit the crime. You have evidence of them committing the crime. You got witnesses. Hey, they committed a crime. You detained them. So long as you're trying to transfer them over to law enforcement for an investigation, you're good to go. And as long as you didn't abuse them while they were in your custody. So again, if you've got them tied up or handcuffed or even if they're just like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to sit here and just wait. I'm going to wait for the cops. You just can't start beating the crap out of them or keep pepper spraying or keep tasering them. That's not, that's not okay. But back to the video.
3: identify myself to you. Who You're a security you? guard. I'm not a security guard. How are you? Steve I'm Ayala. Okay. And who are you? Steve Ayala. I'm the operations manager for the security department. So I'm, I'm coming out here. You have to admit, somewhat suspicious. So uh, we're just trying to get that information. I, okay. I had no problem with somebody.
0: You have to admit, somewhat suspicious. Notice the way that they are kind of guiding the conversation. Now, yeah, as a security guard, you might want to do that. Uh, but as a private person, you don't have to admit anything, okay? Now, if especially if it's a constitutionally protected activity, like if you're just walking down the street recording, or walking down the street holding a sign, or even if, you know if you're open carrying a firearm, if it's you know just holstered on your hip, you haven't committed a crime. It's suspicious because people are annoyed, or because people are uneducated. So if you haven't committed a crime, if you're aware of your, what your laws are and what the Constitution is, like, for example, some places open carries allowed so long as you have a permit uh, with a firearm. And a lot of those laws and the court rulings are written as just by virtue of having a gun does not mean you are sus- a suspect of a crime. Right Now, in the course of a law enforcement officer's duties, if they determine that you've committed a crime and you also have a gun, and you also didn't have a permit, then it's kind of an additional charge. They can't just roll up like, oh, you have a firearm, where's your license? And some states might be like that, but many others are not. You can't just roll up, oh, I saw a gun, Uh, you need to check for his permit. No, that's, that's not how that works. Just by virtue of owning a gun and carrying one does not constitute a crime being committed and does not constitute reasonable suspicion. In many places so when someone kind of rolls up you have to admit it's kind of suspicious don't you know maybe don't say yeah I admit that this is kind of suspicious okay and if you're gonna be doing uh, first amendment auditing and things like that maybe just don't admit things use your fifth amendment right to just stay quiet or admonish them if you want I mean hey it's you it's your choice
3: walking up and ask me what I'm doing, I'll tell them. I'm out here in public taking pictures. Pictures of what? Anything I can see. Do I see two cameras? Go ahead, call one? Did you call David Barbie? No, I didn't. Did you call him right now, please? Yes, One officer did ask him, and he yelled at me. No, I didn't.
1: Okay.
3: No, I didn't. See, this is why I run a body camera, okay? Okay. Because so many people out here just lie their teeth out. Okay. This guy over here in the purple... Uh, detained me against my will. They surrounded me and held me against my will. They and that guy. You? They touched your person? No, he didn't touch me, but he threatened me. I got it on body camera. Okay. That's fine. Okay. And, you know, I'd like to know that because I don't want any of them. To yeah, they they have no the authority to I, detain I, somebody I, on public I property. Com- I completely understand the rules of the security. So. Okay. Uh, you don't want to identify yourself? This, member, this person right him. here has identified himself as a member of law enforcement? He has. Okay. He can ask you. We have, the already have, okay, give you any, uh, he didn't want to give me information. So we have a unit coming over. He's detained, uh, there, are, there are signs on the property that say this is private property. And uh, like I said, we're we'll, 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 we'll waiting for another, another unit right now to arrive. Okay, you may want to call the county. I'm telling you, the GIS survey indicates this is a public road. The side roads are all private, okay, but Grisby is public.
0: issue here where the guy did a survey or reviewed a survey of the road and sidewalk that he's walking on and the city and county are listing it as a public property as public road meaning that it's publicly maintained by taxes and what-have-you the side roads he's saying are listed as private property private roads which would mean that the campus there maintains them does all the maintenance whatever And so if he's walking on a public road and the security have misconstrued a main road as private property, that would effectively mean they could set up whatever they want and not let traffic through anytime they want, which they probably can't do. But if it's a private road, you can do whatever you want. You want to block it off, block it off. You want to do whatever you want to do with it, do whatever you want to do with it. But for example, there's a university near me and the university is split in multiple areas via public roads so that people can drive through or around the university. Now when you get onto the university are there private roads and paths? Yes, yes there are. And those are patrolled by the university security and the university also has its own police department. It's large enough to have that. So they can go around and enforce laws and of course university rules and so on. So we may be finding out here and based on the title of the video that the security guards may have fucked up and tried to detain someone on public property.
3: Property. Yeah, yes, survey says this is public. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Officer sure Win. Yeah, Officer Nguyen. But it's spelled Nguyen. Yeah, N G is silent. Yeah, okay. So uh, what you doing, I know you're video recording. A- absolutely, uh, are you running your body camera? Yeah, it's on. Okay, I couldn't see the light flashing, just making sure. It doesn't flash, it just stays red. Okay. I'm walking down a public street, public sidewalk, taking photographs of anything I can
0: see. It's important that he says anything he can see because you can't trespass the eyes. So if you're on public property, anything you can see from public property can be recorded from public property. If they're trying to establish privacy, they need to build a wall. They need to build a fence, they, whatever and I've experienced this with corporate properties where they get angry that, and maybe it's uh, because we had one incident on a property a while back of a protest. For whatever reason, I don't remember what the protest was for or why, but uh, some issue, and they were doing public recording, like, well, can you make them stop? We were like, no, they're on public property. We can't do anything. We can record them back and we can file a report, and if they come onto the property we can let them know that they're trespassing and they need to leave. But so long as they stay on public property, they can do what they want. And sure enough, the you know it was a corporate property. They ended up building a fence, and they put uh, canvas covering on that fence. So hey, that's you know they wanted to spend the money to establish that privacy. That's on them. <laughs> kind of funny. As I'm doing this video review, I'm doing them on my breaks, and the uh, <laughs> tweaker just came up and started dancing. Uh, but anyway, back to the video.
3: I was surrounded by security, detained by security against my will, mm-hmm. threatened with physical violence, and then this officer showed up and also detained me. What do
1: you mean, detained?
3: Just what I said. He detained you? Did you say detained? I said detained under threat of physical force. Do you mind uh, me asking why, why you're recording? It's trees, it's a nice-looking area. Understood. Looking for squirrels and birds and just anything. That's, that's, it's a nice-looking area. Why would somebody, a photographer, not come out and take pictures of it? Well, you know what this area is, right? Uh, I... You know, uh, energy corridor. Oh, well, uh, I don't know about all that. It's just, it's just a bunch of office buildings. This one, I know, this one's BP because I saw the sign over there it said BP. Uh... Do you have any ID on you? Can uh, you to identify you? Do I need to give it? I'm, I'm just asking. Okay, do I need to give it? Let me, all right, all right, do I have to give it? Uh, if, if, you, if you can give me your name and date of birth, uh, that'll be fine, if you don't
0: wanna give me. You notice how the officer is not giving him a direct answer, and in the vast majority of situations, you are not obligated to report your information, such as show ID. Uh, unless you are suspected of committing a crime. And when you're being detained, they're supposed to let you know what crime they suspect you of committing. In this case, what the officer should have said is you're detained under suspicion of trespass of private property. Once we get this cleared up, you know, if you were like our apologies, this is not private property, turns out you are correct, this is public property. We will ensure that our officers know in the future and make sure we let the security guards in this business here now. And that'd probably be the best way to handle it.
1: Your
2: uh, license, I can run it any way. If, you, if you're clear, you know, the thing
3: is that, you know, hey, we just wanna identify you, just like I've identified myself. You know, well, you identified yourself because uh, you're a public we, servant. Yes, correct. And of course, Yes, police
0: officers do usually, I mean, this might change in other places, but they usually do have to identify per departmental policy as a public servant. Uh, sometimes that is not an obligation. So sometimes they don't have to. Um, some, but a citizen, you know, and he's trying, trying to build a rapport with the guy. Hey, I told you who I am. Can you tell me who you are? And one of the reasons they want to do that is to see if someone has a warrant. They don't actually care who you are. is They want to see if you have warrants. Now, the vast majority of people who've done uh, First Amendment auditing don't have warrants. Have there been a few cases of it? From what I've been told, yes. There's been some dumbass people out protesting or whatever while they have a warrant. Now maybe they didn't know they had a warrant, but I just find it kind of funny that they were out doing whatever they were doing so publicly and recording the whole thing to prove where they were and committing whatever they were committing, and then they also had a warrant. And it's just kind of funny. Your official duty. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're Do you know required to identify. Area? You
3: know, you know there is the areas, the NG corridor. You've got all of. It. Uh, oil and gas. Uh, I, I don't know anything about know? that. I don't care about that. I, all I care about is nice looking trees, nice looking buildings.
0: Now, apparently, this is a BP place, which is like an oil producing company. Uh, they had a huge scandal years back. And so the cops are asking, you know, because it's an energy producing place, like, you know, oil or gas or nuclear power, whatever. They're like, you see why we're all concerned because this is an energy producing place. He's basically trying to say terrorism. We're concerned because you're near a place that produces a thing, that makes lots of money, and we're worried that you might be involved in some sort of eco-terrorist type group. They're not gonna say that, but they'll let you they'll try to allude to it to let you hint yourself into it. And again, if you're on public property, you can go record nuclear plants. Are they going to harass you? Absolutely. And it's just the way it is, okay? They don't want you recording. The funny thing is, you know, you can Google Maps and Google Earth and see these places anyway. But your average, you know, desk jockey doesn't think like that. They're gonna be like, "Oh my God, he's recording from the sidewalk. He's Al Qaeda." So it, it just—I've seen corporate managers do that. Not not like you know exactly that, but they get concerned. Why well, these guys out here are recording us? I'm like, you're a building in public. You could have built this building out in the middle of nowhere and put a huge-ass fence around it, and then they can't record you, but you built your building out in public on a main road next to other businesses. Anybody can see you and record you. It's not a huge thing.
3: Makes for interesting photography. Do, uh, do you have your ID on you? I do not. Do you want to give me your name? I do not. Why is that? Um, we have no right to the information. All right. But you got to understand that, that, that
1: right
3: the area you're in, the oil and gas, uh, uh, so oil and gas can freak out and come out here no, and, a, and just grab me and hold me against my will if I, if, they, no matter what I do. Part of this area, you know, they...
0: it sucks when the cops don't even know what they're talking about. Um, A lot of cops have kind of fell into a role that is not law enforcement, but is third-party arbitration. Um, They've kind of fallen into a role where adults can't figure their shit out, and so they call the cops. So we haven't finished the video, but I would go with to say that no crime has been committed, but the cops are trying to get this guy to figure out their way of doing things so that he doesn't do it again. So, they don't have to get called out there again. So, a lot of cops end up being like negotiators and third party arbitrators, like they're trying to counsel school children into not causing mischief. You don't want to get me your. Uh...
1: And that's not their role.
0: Their role is to investigate crimes and enforce laws, their role isn't to be the feelings police. Well,
3: you know, if, if somebody had walked up and just said, hey, what are you doing? I've told them. If they'd asked, wait, you know, wait, what's and your name, and I would have told them. And, and but now we've got this kind of response, which, which means doing. you're going to generate a report. Even if it's just an information-only report, to I'm a generator for, I to... you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. It's yeah, department have... Policy requires that you generate at have... least an information-only report. I don't have that's going report. to go to the Intel Division. Intel Division is going to take that, and I could end up on a terrorist watch list because I want to take pictures of squirrels and trees. Okay. So, okay. You're not gonna be able to reason with me to get my identification. I am not going to give it, period. 3802 says I only have to identify myself if I've been lawfully arrested. uh, Lawfully arrested. I I, I, I
0: saw your video. You saw my video. The cop's walking away now that he is asserting that he knows what his lawful rights are. The cop's waving his hand in a uh, dismissive gesture and saying, I saw your videos, which means the cop might be aware of what this guy already does as an auditor. (laughs) you
2: <laughs> And there y'all have it. Everything that those security guards said and did is so insane to me that they could actually be a part of the movie Idiocracy. We got a bunch of them threatening violence against News Now community. We got one guy who said the auditor was detained, even though the security guard had no authority to legally detain people. We got others saying it's a private sidewalk, even though that's clearly false considering that there's other civilians walking by. And then by far my favorite stupid thing they said was that it was a felony to record people without their permission. That's right. If you record people and they don't give you their consent, you can go straight to jail. At least... That's a thing
0: that exists uh, from TV shows. You need my permission, you need my consent. And I think it stems a lot from like Hollywood. Yo, you have to have a public release form and it's bullshit. If you're in a public space, you have no expectation of privacy. Plain and simple. It just is what it is. You have no say whatsoever. But you've let Hollywood and police shows convince you otherwise, and it's just not true.
2: That's what they seem to think. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem like the police were any better in this situation either. Sure, they did pretty good with de-escalating tensions, but they were still trying to get News Now Community's identification. In any case, majority of the people in this video are just insane, and I was happy to see this auditor expose them for what they are. But what do you guys think about those crazy security guards? Please let me know in the comment section below, and don't forget to like this video and subscribe, and hit the bell for-
0: So, yeah, obviously that's where that ends, but- It's obvious, well, we didn't get to see the final outcome, which is unfortunate. We didn't see the cops walk away. We didn't see the security guards be dismissed. We didn't see the guy carry on with whatever his day was. And that's freaking funny. Um, uh, Sorry, there's a comment on there. That security guard in the blue really thinks he's scary, huh? And yeah, the guy was playing the role of intimidate, and sometimes they'll do that. Like, I'm sure you've heard of good cop, bad cop. Um, security guards will do the same thing. They'll have the one guy who's just trying to talk the guy through, the one guy who's being a total dick, some people in the background just looking tough, trying to you know maybe record or gather information. And you'll have good cop, bad cop security, and it's like, oh, hey man, I'm just trying to get this information from you. Look, you just give me what I need, and you can be on your way. And my you know my idiot boss and I've played that card. Hey man, the reason I'm doing this is because my boss is an asshole. Like I'm sorry man, I don't honestly give a shit. My boss is just being a dick. That's, that's another role security will do. And I, I've played that card because yeah, it works. But I also don't detain people on public property. So I got that going, I guess. We went on there for a bit, but I think that's where we'll end today's episode. Uh, Before we do, I'd like to thank all of our listeners from the United States, Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, Germany, Ireland, Malaysia, India, Singapore, Brazil, Trinidad, and Tobago. Thank you all for listening, and as always, stay safe out there.